0: Ready. A radio show that confesses Christ Without confusing the law and the gospel
1: A radio show that takes scripture seriously
0: Without taking ourselves
2: so seriously You're listening to
1: Table Talk Radio
0: Jesus does not lie And he told me You're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit He told me, this is my blood shed for you. He told me, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's he's told me that uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it and he doesn't lie. Those sins which
2: we're supposed to be conquering have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but have they been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, And now uh, sanctification is is putting to death the old old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins.
0: I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Sorry, I was reading Facebook statuses.
2: Bringing redundancy to a whole new level. This is Table Talk Radio. Welcome. Wait, what was that? Say that again? Uh, I... (laughs) (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Okay, so so Pete and repeat were in a boat listening to Table Talk Radio. Pete fell out, and who was left? Repeat. Okay, Pete and repeat were in a boat listening (laughs) to Table Talk Radio. Pete (laughs) fell out, who was left? Oh, man. I guess I should have seen that coming. (laughs) All right, are you ready for some more Table Talk Radio? It feels like we haven't done this in a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Approximately 10 hours. <laughs> what is the problem? Their schedule is all out of whack this summer.
2: I know. Uh, it'll be nice when I don't have to talk to you more than once a week. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. If we get back on schedule, I'd appreciate that.
0: Yeah, all right. Let's we'll see what we can do. Pastor Gig, <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's right. Don't, don't you forget it, too.
0: We're both, by the way, in the midst of VBS at, uh, at our... Uh, re- uh, respective? respective congregations. Yes. Uh almost over though. Yeah, yes it is. So uh so yeah, if, I f- if we sound a little punch drunk. <laughs> that's
2: the Although reason. what you guys go up puny 2 hours in the evenings? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, we're all morning. We're we're, we're gung ho. Yeah,
0: you got there's a bunch of kind of survivalists up there in the, your area <laughs> of Oregon.
2: Yeah, we're all about VBS. <laughs> um, all right, so let's, today we're doing some buzzwords. Responding to some, an email or two. Uh, 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 email. And then name that theologian. And here, uh, here's uh, the game. Name that theologian. Oh, got lay down. That's my you. favorite
0: game, by the way.
2: <laughs> name uh, that theologian. <laughs> I got a good one for you. Good. I've got a good one for you as well. Um, and then this game we only play once in a while because I I hate preparing the the stuff for it. <laughs> Uh, but this is uh, Christian or secular? Your one of your favorite games. Oh yeah. Uh, this, yeah, we're gonna listen to your last sermon or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this is where we listen to music, <laughs> and then you have to guess whether it's Christian or secular. Okay. <laughs> um, do that. Th- this was the the one game that was different than all the rest, uh, in that on uh, the rest of them that were what, what, we are were teaching the sermon and demonstrating the sermon, but uh, this one we're just. Uh, it's just the
0: fact that we play the game it says something. Yeah, the fact that the game exists is enough. <laughs> the statement enough. We don't even have to play it. We probably won't get to it, but we we said we wanted to play it. That is enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. But you yeah. you listener
2: know that there's songs out there that could that could be in this game, and that's that's scary enough. Hey, I just
0: thought of a bump by the way. If a ra- if Table Talk Radio plays in the woods and nobody listens, is there still <laughs> sound? Do we have that as a bump? Everyone kind of Okay, here's my buzzword
2: for you, speaking of that. I think you were inspired by the the real liner that actually says that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it does?
0: (laughs) I should listen to the show once in a while. (laughs) All right,
2: what's your buzzword?
0: Uh, Relativism, see? Relativism. That's your buzzword. Okay. Relativism is the philosophical position that all points of view are equally valid, and all truth is relative to the individual. Truth is what you want it to be. Relative can mean wide-ranging or not absolute. Um, So a relativist's mindset believes that the idea of absolute truth, something that's true irregardless uh, is if something thinks it's true or not, is impossible. At least that's how Theopedia defines relativism.
2: All right. Do you want to hear my definition?
0: Yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay.
2: Get it? Relativism?
0: (laughs) I didn't get it. What is happening here? I slapped myself. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. Did you, get your cup ah! of, did you get your cup of joe this morning? Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. I'm sucking
2: it down. <laughs> All right. My uh, theological buzzword is related to yours yesterday. Do you remember? Or, I mean, last week. Man, it just seems like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you remember what your theological buzzword was? It started with week? an I. Institution. All right. My theological buzzword for you is office. Oh, nice. Um, and that's a particular position or area of responsibility having certain prescribed duties. Uh, so this is different from like the office that you sit in, um, uh, or the office that you watch on t- the TV show. Yes, that's different from that too. A little bit different from that. Uh, so, so here you're given responsibilities. So you, so we talk about uh, when you're when you're conducting yourself uh, that you should always do things by which you have an office. Uh, so. Uh, uh, sometimes we'll, we'll talk about, uh, for example, like the death penalty. And you know, we'll say, well, you know, if the Bible says we should not murder, how can, how can we as a government uh, you know, execute such a judgment op- upon criminals? Uh, and the thing is that the, the, the government has been given an office to carry out that, that, that duty, but we haven't. I don't have the office to go shoot someone who committed a crime. Uh, and so we always want to act within the office, uh, within the vocation that God has given us. Right. Office. Got it. Okay, so it's time to, to hit the email. This one I think is for you, Pastor Wolf
0: Email.
2: You ready? Ready. Daniel writes in. He says, "I don't understand why having an intimate, non-sexual, as you seem to be implying, by do- divine romance, is wrong. Please show me in the Bible where this idea is wrong. See Psalm 16:11, as well as most of the Psalms. Obviously, we need to see Him as our Lord and Savior." And we need to fear him, but Jesus called his disciples friends and family at the last supper. Thank you, Daniel.
0: Um, yes, that's a good question. Thank you, Daniel. You're right. The uh, the what is uh, do you remember what we what we were talking about? Well, we, How... had, we played this
2: song. I can't remember for, if it was for um, uh, the praise song cruncher or if we did it for something else. But we had this uh, song called D- "Divine Romance," um, and it was. Uh, I could try and pull up the lyrics uh, while you talk about this a little bit. The,
0: the, here, here's the th- and we were talking about how mysticism has um, overtly romantic um, tendencies. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so here's the here's the thing. The Bible does talk uh, in with with our whatever it is between us and God. Um, th- it will use the picture uh, sometimes of a marriage. So uh, Jesus is the bride. Uh, groom and the church is the bride in the Old Testament uh, God is the husband and Israel is the bride although oftentimes the the unfaithful bride um but the but the question that's and that's good insofar as it goes that the lord um, call, gives us his name he calls us his own he he protects us he keeps us he he even he um uh, he he draws us close to his name so that he can protect us Mm-hmm. What is that sound? Sorry, I
2: just the lyrics and all these videos started
0: playing. <laughs> it's like a wild western in your... Sh- Grant's Pass is really kind of wild, huh? <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, Rogue River. I keep Weren- saying Grant's Pass. Weren- weren't we really just messes me
2: up. Weren't we just talking the other day about how I hate websites that have sound on them? Yeah, yeah we're talking about Point that. in case. Okay.
0: Um, uh, but so we do have that m- metaphor of how it is with jesus and the church in the scriptures of husband and wife along with others like shepherd and sheep um cornerstone and temple uh a vine and branches uh body and head things like this i mean there's all these uh, kind of metaphors that des- describe how it is with us and jesus uh the the thing that mysticism does is it takes that um it takes that Imagery of husband and wife, and it and it pushes it just a little bit further. So now it becomes um, um, there. There's a the point of it is to have this kind of deepening intimacy. And so we were looking at a uh, we were looking at a praise song when I was up um, when I was up with the uh, uh, at Seward. Mm-hmm. We we're looking at a few of these praise songs. And and one of them has this line just about uh, about uh, kissing. I'm gonna pull this. Aside, I'm gonna pull this up for you. So why you uh, why you do that? Are,
2: are you basically saying that while scripture does use this metaphor um, of, for example, as you brought up, husband and wife, um, we want to use that that metaphor as it's being used, as it's being intended, and that its intended use um, is to show maybe the bond between a, a husband and a wife. Um, for example, in, in Hosea, you have, you have the uh, Gomer, the, the wife who's always uh, going off and, and leaving her husband, but the husband always takes her back. And that, that's the image we want to see in this metaphor, uh, not the romanticism. Uh, the Scripture is not using that metaphor to, to point out that uh, we should have this, uh, this feeling, this, this, uh, this romance between us and God. That's, that's not what the metaphor is used for
0: yeah that's right and, and and mysticism always wants to do that. it wants to take it a little bit too far now where's that line uh, is a tricky kind of question but you, it's one of these things where you kind of you know it when you cross it here's, here's the words from how, how he loves uh, this is number 21 on the CCI list we are his portion and he is our prize drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes if grace is an ocean we're all sinking so heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss and my heart burns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets. So th- this is—you you see it—you you see it there, and you say this is just—it uh, takes it a little bit too far. All right, we'll be right back and talk more about this on the other side.
1: Radio, for those who have tried everything else to get a good night's sleep.
2: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Before we get into Name That Theologian, Pastor, you were talking about this, this praise song with a, a sloppy wet kiss.
0: Yeah, that's... You so should probably what, not be singing about that stuff. What, here's, the, the, here's another one. I said nothing can... Because nothing else could take your place to feel the warmth of your embrace. See, see this? Uh, this drawn to redemption by the grace in your eyes, the warmth of the embrace, all of these sorts of things. It's bringing this idea that that God is the um, is our husband. We, the church, are his bride. It, it does a couple of things. It brings it down to an individual level. So now it's not Jesus and the church, but rather it's Jesus and me. Um you see that thing and um as an individual mm-hmm. and then it starts to bring in some of this language of, of 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 dating of being married even of intimacy kissing embracing uh which uh is uh, not helpful uh it's it's a different kind of understanding of who god is this fits into the worldview of jesus is the homecoming king remember that worldview
2: yeah, i think
0: so that's the only one i remember because i apparently didn't write all the other ones we thought of down <laughs> you only wrote that one down <laughs> no i only
2: remember that one Oh, okay um so just lay this out for us really nicely um when when the praise song writer is writing about these things what is he getting at and what is what are the authors of holy scripture getting at when they use these
0: metaphors well, see, so here's the here's the thing of mysticism, is that it's after this internal, immediate experience of God. And the language to, that's used to express that internal, immediate experience with God is different. So sometimes it'll be the language of romance. Sometimes it'll be the language of, um, of like, submersion or being lost. Other times you'll have a bunch of kind of liquid imagery to where the, God is kind of being poured into you sort of thing. These are just different tools that the mystic is using to express the central truth, which is now we've kind of melded, we have a unity between the divine nature and the human nature. Um, uh, the, what the Bible is talking about is, first and foremost, our redemption, that the Lord, uh, that the Lord saves us from our sins, and then he keeps us uh, as his saved and forgiven people, safe from the devil uh, from death and sin. Uh and it's, so his it's his external word that is proving his his love towards us. So there's a there's a completely different dynamic. Okay. Wanna do some uh name that theologian?
2: Oh yeah, that's my favorite game. Okay. Hey, what was my buzzword? I forgot. Uh relativism. Oh yeah. Relativism. Okay.
0: Good. Eh, eh, eh. Buzzwords. <laughs> okay. <Gosh.
2: laughs> Uh, you don't even know what that's from. You only know that from Jonathan Fisk's videos, world, world ever But do you even know where that comes from before that? Uh, no, no you don't. Okay. I need, <laughs> I need to get a co-host like Jonathan Fisk, who's, who's savvy about the, these things on the internet. He turned you down, did he? Yeah.
0: I, I, by the way, um, <laughs> didn't you try to get him as, co-host? weren't you recruiting him that time you had him on the I've, show?
2: I've tried to recruit everyone on the LCMS LC- LC- to be my co-host, and they've
0: all turned me down. Yeah. Well. Sorry, <laughs> keep trying. maybe you could expand maybe you could co- start contacting wells pastors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just we
2: couldn't pray during the show. I guess we don't pray during the show anymore <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm ready. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. Right, I got this all right, okay. um, I have four quotes for you, and they're all they're sequential, so here's the setup for your four quotes. Here it is all right. Uh, there are in him the one thing and the other, the allo kai allo, because the divine essence or nature is one thing and the human essence or nature is another thing. But there are not in him the one subject and the other, alos kai alos, uh because there is not one God and another man, but one God-man, uh, uh, the anthropos, and thus one person. So here's the setup for the four things. We prove this duality in... Uh, diversity of the natures in christ in four ways Re- ready for the first one yep one from his titles he is called emmanuel god with us not only with regard to his office but also especially with regard to his person because he is god and man in the unity of his person as we have demonstrated earlier the ecclesiastical title belongs here uh that he is called the anthropos the god man Uh, as well as the names of his office that indeed presuppose both natures and befit him according to both natures, as will be demonstrated later. Such names are Jesus Christ, Savior, Redeemer, Mediator, King,
0: Priest, and Lord. I can tell from this quotation uh, that you're just barely out of the seminary. (laughs) Okay. A pastor who's been a pastor for a long time would never be reading something like this. <laughs> no,
2: no. Uh, pastors who have been in the ministry for, I don't know, six or seven years usually read things like getting things done or yeah. um, what What else are you reading?
0: <laughs> I, got a, I got a Drucker management book here I got to read, you know. Uh, I Telling people's personality from the colors they wear. Oh, that's a good title. When I, I when I
2: found my my when I got into the the study at the church, I found four or five copies of Robert's Rules of Orders, and I thought of you immediately.
0: <laughs> that's right. I was thinking of na- if we have any more children, that'd be the name: Robert's <laughs> Rules Wolfmuller. <laughs> Call them rules. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, are you ready for the second? Uh, now, let me
0: talk about this quotation, though. This is talking about the two natures in Christ, so uh, divine and human nature combined into one, and how we know that. And so it's going to go through four proofs. That's what he says, four proofs of how we know it. And the first proof is, look at the titles. God with us, Jesus Christ, the uh, Savior. All of these require that Jesus be both God and man, but one person. So that's the, uh, That's the. what is it, the alo kai alo? That's the... Uh, one and another, one and another, but not uh, something and another. Uh, so one person, but two natures. Yeah. Uh, that's nice, very nice. Okay, so first proof is names. Second proof, ready, from the prefiguration of
2: types. Melchizedek was without father, without mother, and without genealogy, etc. In order to prefigure Christ, who is without a father according to his humanity, and without a mother according to his divinity. In the burning bush, Exodus 3, the wood was not consumed by the fire, etc.
0: Okay. So the second proof is the typological proof. And we have one from the scripture given uh, from Hebrews, Melchizedek. And then one which was common in the church fathers, but not in the scriptures, the burning bush. So you have the... This is a common... um, metaphor for the two natures you have the bush which would be the human nature and the fire which would be the divine nature and yet the point is here the 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 divine nature does not consume or undo the human nature um this now so, so I, as i try to figure out who this is i got to figure out who would be writing out in such a systematic way a defense of the two natures of christ and why haven't gotten any hints on that yet but this is certainly going to be an orthodox uh, Uh, a christian theologian any any who okay all right you ready for the third one
2: yep number three from the description of each nature obvious and clear testimonies of scripture are extent on uh are extent about the divine and human natures of christ as will become clear from what follows you won't get to hear that therefore we must acknowledge both natures in him We should not deny his true humanity because of our confession of his deity, nor should we deny his true divinity because of our confession of his humanity. John 1.14, the word became flesh. 1 John 4.2, the spirit that confesses that Christ has has come in the flesh is of God. 1 Timothy 3.16, God was manifest in the flesh. Romans 1.3, the the son of God was made... uh Uh-oh, it's uh, actually uh, through 4, there's a little editor's bracket... The Son of God was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, declared the Son of God in power according to the spirit of sanctification through the resurrection from the dead. Romans 9.5, Christ is from the Father of the Jews according to the flesh, who is God over all,
0: blessed forever. Got it. So, the, uh, the third reason why we know the two natures of Christ is um because the bible talks about jesus as god in some places and jesus as a man in other places and we can't deny either one so that those verses that pull it together are the ones that make us make it make all sense like 114 and those that you listed mm-hmm. perfect okay so there's just now one this more. is uh, this uh, this see i, I i'm going to exclude one person the person i'm going to exclude is luther uh And the reason is because he would write he would believe all of these things, and he would write them, but in different places and in with much more words and with much less thoroughness uh mm-hmm. Luther would just use one or two passages to prove a thing generally uh but you have a few of the guys that come after Luther, like Chemnitz uh, and uh even Melanchthon and uh, some of the other dogmaticians like Gerhard. Uh, who would uh, who would be very thorough, and they're going to want to track down every uh, passage that can be used this way, or a big massive group of them. So I'm leaning towards the uh, second or third generation Lutheran Orthodox fathers. So let's let's get one more and see if we can pin it down. I was
2: going to say, if you want to start excluding people, you could probably exclude some more. You know, it's probably you know not
0: Rick Warren or Joel Osteen. Um, yeah, this is not a modern theologian. I mean, <laughs> modern theologians do not write like this. Okay. Well, good. Well, we're going to actually hit a commercial
2: break and then come back oh. uh, and, and get this last quote, and then we'll get your guess for it, name that theologian. Uh, if you know who this is, let us know, 1-800-385-SOLA, one 800 sola and we can use that number also. Uh, if you uh, have a, uh, a comment or question concerning what you're hearing about today, Um, You can call that number Or send us an email Questions at tabletalkradio.org Questions at tabletalkradio.org Or the number again is 1-800-385-SOLA Check out our website, tabletalkradio.org We have an archive of all of our past uh, shows And the podcast Also some extra interviews under table scraps Which we haven't done in a while Alright, we'll be right back on Table Talk Radio after this
0: Twenty bills I spent the night in Utah in a cave up in the hills. I sit down, but I take my time a friend of the devil is a friend of mine if I get
2: home before daylight. I just might get some sleep
1: tonight. No heretics were harmed in the making of this show. Well physically harmed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> do you recognize this? I do. I, think I I was like, man, I gotta do all new bumper music, and I don't know what to do. And then I looked through my text message and found one from you. So this was this was by yeah. request by one of the co-hosts of Table Talk Radio.
0: Yeah, that's a Christian and or secular. That's a, by the way, that was, song was on a tape that Carrie made for me when I went over to Israel, so I love it. But the, the song is pretty funny. The words are, uh, uh, "I don't want to read the book, and I don't want to be someone. And if I ever want to find out, I'll watch the movie." <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of about you, isn't it? <laughs> yep.
2: Good. Uh, it seems like long ago and far away, we used to do this thing called a listener participation game. Yep. Uh, and I think we still have this email LPG at TableTalkRadio.org. So how this works, Pastor Wolfman is going to give you a quote. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, but
0: well, I got to finish my game first. Oh, God. okay. And then we'll do an LPG. So stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Because I got a quote here handy, and if you guess who said it, then you get an uh, amazing prize. You haven't sorted out what it is. You're not giving them mine, are you? Ten. 1,000 Table Talk Radio points, if you get it right, or uh, like two or 3 cents credit to our store. Nice. Okay.
2: Number four. So we're working <laughs> through the reasons uh, that we can uh, uh, prove the two natures of Christ here. Number four, from the enumeration of his properties. Whomever the essential properties of the divine and human nature befit, in him a duality of natures must be acknowledged because the essential properties of the divine nature are in reality the same as divine nature itself, and the essential properties of the human nature are consequences of the nature and secondary components of the nature. But now, the essential properties of the divine and human natures befit Christ. Therefore, the difference of the natures has not been removed uh, through the union. To this we can relate that obscure saying about Christ, I am what I was, I was not what I am, and I am the two again uh I am who I was, I was not who I am, and now I am called according to both. I have become both. you do not know you 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 do not know me unless you consider me from both roots.
0: Whoa, you lost me just for a second on that one, but that's all right. Once I figure out who it is, I can go back and read it uh. <laughs> this uh you know so here here are, are the options that i'm going to put forth i, I got the kimnitz i got the melanchthon and i got the gerhard i think those are going to be it's a, those lutheran orthodox fathers now the 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 reason why i'm leaning towards gerhard is because his discussion of the uh, typological proof as gerhard was a big typologist he loved that stuff the reason why I'm leaning away from Gerhardt is because I don't never saw any Gerhardt in your library. <laughs> uh, and Chemnitz, like uh, Chemnitz's Losi and Melanchthon's Loci, which is published there in Chemnitz, would be more accessible. Or like Chemnitz's Two Natures of Christ, his book like that, is a bit more widely distributed. Um, but uh, you are tricky sometimes. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, Gerhard.
2: Johan Gerhard. This is Johann Gerhardt. Yeah, Gerhard. baby. <laughs> and the reason he didn't see it but, in my library is because I had this sucker at home. Oh, nice. That wasn't in my study.
0: Without theological boil words, you can never understand. Johann Gerhard. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, so this is on his work, uh, it's entitled On Christ, uh, CPH, I, uh, oh, I better make sure that's right, I hope I'm not...
0: I love CPH, by the way. I'm sure if they didn't publish it, they wanted to.
2: (laughs) It is CPH. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, CPH. This is, um... Are they, have they agreed to the sponsorship deal yet? (laughs) Uh, we're waiting to hear back from certain executives on that. Um, so this is in a series of the theological commonplaces, um... I don't even know much about this series. I just saw the book, and I bought it right before I left the seminary. So this is gotcha. On the Person and Office of Christ. Yep. There you go. Nice work. Thank you. Uh,
0: <laughs> here's, a, now, here, here's a thing uh, uh, that's very – oh, did you get the – what was it, oh, the office? That's my
2: buzzword. I, but you said it was nice work, so I, I thank <laughs> you for you
0: – know, thanks for all my hard
2: work. Yeah. You never thank uh, me for my hard work anymore. <laughs>
0: I, uh, That's the kind of thing ne- you hear when you're married.
2: You never thank me anymore.
0: Is it Evan? Is it? Do you know that? <laughs> you talking about how the conversation goes in marriage is like the Calvinist trying to find out God's election. It's just hidden knowledge from you. Now, no, no, no I know these things. <laughs> people might be surprised to find all the Lutherans reflecting so much on uh, on the two natures of Christ. But it was actually our friend, uh, uh, Martin Chemnitz, who who advanced Christology even more. And he, and he had the three genuses, the genus Idiomoticum, and Apostolismoticum, and Myostoticum, and all this understanding of how the two three two natures of Christ relate to each other, these three different ways of talking about it. Chemnitz is the guy outlining this stuff. They're fantastically interested. Now, the... Uh, I will grant that most of the reflection on the two natures of Christ in the Lutheran tradition is to support our doctrine of the presence of Christ in the Lord's Supper. So that so that the, the, the verse, the words of the Bible that send the Lutherans off contemplating the two natures are the words that Jesus says, this is my body. But there's this wonderful, marvelous reflection. I mean, most people think, ah, oh, early church was talking about the Trinity and the two natures, and then the... The Lutheran Reformation was only interested in um, soteriology, how a person is saved, etc. Not true, my friends. Not true. As you have just heard proof from Evan's uh, theologian. All right, let's get this LPG. I want to hear all about, I want to know what the prize is. All right, the prize is, the prize is either your choice of 10,000 Table Talk Radio points or 2 cents credit in our Table Talk Radio store. Hmm. Right. Is, is that, is that, that to that? assume those two things are of equal value? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm kind of interested to see what the person will choose. <laughs> you know, we'll let the market decide what's more valuable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the quotation. So write in uh, lpg at tabletalkradio.org and tell us who you think said this. Modern theology is completely under the control of this error that man converts himself by spiritual powers that are conferred on him. Modern theology is completely under the control of this error. Ma- that man converts himself by spiritual powers that are conferred on him. Mm. All right. I bet you don't even know that. I bet I do. I bet I didn't even know that. Until
2: <laughs> I, read it I don't know who that is. So, uh, if if you don't want to send it into LPG at tabletalkradio.org, send it to Evan at tabletalkradio.org so I can get credit and then I'll email into LPG at tabletalkradio.org. Okay. If you are
0: related to uh, this, if you've ever worked for Tabletalk Radio in the last 17 years or any of your family is employed <laughs> by Tabletalk Radio, you are ineligible for this contest. For full rules <laughs> and complete details, see our website,
2: tabletalkradio.org. Technically, no one has ever worked for Tabletalk Radio, so I think we're in the clear there. <laughs> All right, can you do yours in in 3 minutes or should we just start oh, man. Should we just start on uh,
0: Christian or secular? Um you got you did work for that. Let's uh we got one more segment left? Yeah, we got one more. We, we can do, do it in y- 3 minutes. I'll just read and stop me when you know who this is. Okay. I am to show that the duty of every Christian is to receive the Lord's Supper as often as he can. First, the reason is well, the duty of every Christian to do so is because of the plain command of Christ and that this is his command. It appears in the words of the text, Do this in remembrance of me, by which the apostles were obligated to bless, break, and give the bread to all that joined with them in holy things. So were all Christians obliged to receive those signs of Christ's body and blood. Here, therefore, the bread and wine are commanded to be received in remembrance of his death to the end of the world. Observe, too, that this command was given by our Lord when he was just laying down his life for our sakes. Therefore, they are, as it were, his dying words to all his followers. A second reason why every Christian should do this as often as he can is because the benefits of doing are so great uh, to all that do it in obedience to him. Visibly, the forgiveness of our past sins and the present strengthening and refreshing of our souls. In this world, we are never free from temptations. Whatever way of life we are in, whatever our condition may be, whether we are sick or well, in trouble or at ease, the enemies of our souls are watching to lead us to sin. And too often they prevail over us. Now, when we are convinced of having sinned against God, what sure way of having, have we of procuring pardon from Him than showing forth the Lord's death, and beseeching Him for the sake of His Son's suffering to blot out all our sins? Okay, I'll
2: uh, stop you there. So this is talking about, um, well, for one, the, I guess the the frequency of, of of participation in the Lord's Supper, but also the the benefits therein. Um, so this is nice that. Um, that when you have a view of the Lord's Supper, that the the, the Lord's Supper is, is God's gift to you, and that you receive uh, you receive his gifts through that very body and blood, uh, namely life, salvation, and forgiveness, um, then you want to make regular use of that. Because uh, you know as soon as you go home from church, you're going to be faced with the fact that you're a sinner again. <laughs> and so you're just begging uh, to come back a week from now to, to come back to the Lord's Supper. Um... I'm not sure who this is. Now, don't guess
0: yet because uh, it's going to get clearer in the next paragraph. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we have this commercial. How how long is the next paragraph? (laughs) Oh, I'll go for it. I'll I'll read into the commercial. Okay. The grace of God given herein confirms to us the pardon of our sins by enabling us to leave them. As our bodies are strengthened by bread and wine, so our souls by these tokens of the body and blood of Christ. Tokens. This is food for our soul. This gives strength to perform our duty and leads us on to perfection. If, therefore, we have any regard for the plain command of Christ, if we desire the pardon of sins, if we wish to strengthen to believe, love, and obey God, we should neglect no opportunity of receiving the Lord's Supper, etc.
2: Alright, well, I will think on that during the break and issue a guess. So when we come back from this break, and then we're gonna play secular or Christian or secular. That's where we play his music and cash or guesses which one it is. We'll be right back We're listening to Table Talk Radio. If he wanna If wanna Doesn't
1: care how he gets there along no offense, but you should listen to Table Talk Radio. Seriously, no offense.
2: And we're back. With- Table Talk Radio. Okay, so I have this quote before me, and I have to figure out uh, who this this guy is. Uh, now, I found something a little troubling with that last quote, and it started. Uh, maybe you could read it again, Pastor, about the uh, Lord's supper being an enabler.
0: <laughs> yeah. Grace of God is given here and confirms the part of our sin by enabling us to leave them. Okay. And then this later here, uh, this food for our souls gives us strength to perform our duty and leads us on to perfection. Okay. So, uh
2: I this caused me to uh to to panic a bit because on the one hand we I think we do talk about, you know, the Lord's Supper, you know, strengthens our faith and therein uh also the new man, so that the new man who does desire to do um the the, the will of God in every way um is strengthened in the Lord's Supper. However, uh, this quotation uh, seems to imply not that, but you know, if you're talking about th- th- that enabling and, and giving you the, the, the power to do um, what God demands, then, then you, it, it's implying that really it's uh, f- making the the old flesh to go to, to go do this. Um, and I don't think we want to talk in that way. So uh, I was leaning towards Lutheran after the first quote, and then after the second one, I'm, I'm really in a in a frenzy. Um I want to lean towards a, a Roman Catholic understanding here, but I don't know who to peg for this. Um but maybe I'm maybe I'm off altogether. Uh maybe could it be could it be a reformed nah, I don't know if I'd be reformed either. Uh it's
0: a big I'd, name, you'll recognize the name. Um I'll I'd, give you a hint. Okay. The key word is perfection. Oh, is it oh
2: Really? Okay. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, so that was the tip-off um, that this is probably John Wesley. Now, that's
0: right, John Wesley. Ding what, ding ding. What ding, is ding, interesting ding.
2: about this, and I knew this before uh, the quote. Uh, uh, Wesley. <laughs> and I knew this before the quote, but I didn't. It certainly was on my radar when you were reading this. That Wesley believed um, uh, that the Lord's Supper was a means of grace, but now in this quote, you see what they were a means of grace for, uh, not. Not just to bestow uh, life, salvation, forgiveness, but they were uh, used as an empowerment to then go uh, do this. Now, no Methodist believes in that the Lord's Supper is a means of grace anymore. At least none that I've talked to. I know we're going to. I, by
0: the way, I'm going to correct you because I'm 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 ankle deep in Wesley, and I'm supposed to be chest deep or even all the way into Wesley because when I was at Seward, there I had a Methodist lady, and she said, and I said, no one else has a means of grace. She says. Methodists do, uh, and hmm. so now I gotta okay, read. That's so why I'm digging up all this. Wesley so there's
2: stuff. two Methodists and, and John Wesley uh, who believe this, um, but, uh, <laughs> but 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 uh, <laughs> maybe just one. Uh, well, no, I think we'll get an email. I, I, there's a particular listener that I have in mind that is gonna write in here. But um, but see, but when I was when I was at school, I I I, I read a book on, on Wesley and the sacraments. And I was reading, and I was like, look, I mean, he denied real presence, but he he believed in this means of grace. And I was showing all my buddies, hey, look at this. I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Wesley was, you know, we don't really believe much of what Wesley has anymore.
0: That's like what do people say about Luther? Oh, yeah, I just didn't go far enough. Yeah. So,
2: all right, well, let's play some Christian or secular. I'm Um, dying to play No. Pastor, tell us some of your strategies in this game. How do you how do you discern whether this is Christian or secular? So,
0: first what I do is I listen to the song. Okay. And then what I do is I if it sounds really secular, I guess Christian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's That's your, how it goes. Here's your first entry. This is me and the harp. I find these songs.
1: You baby blue. So full of wonder, your curly cues, your contagious (laughs) smile.
0: I mean besides church last Sunday (laughs) Um, Safe in my arms Locked onto your eyes The waves will crash all around But I'll be safe with you Uh, This could go either way Mm, I'm going to say I'm going to say on this one uh, Secular
2: I'm sorry this is Christian Oh man! (laughs) So this is my um a band uh Plum, uh, which is according to Wikipedia at least is a Christian band. Now this this one came up on my Pandora, and I I heard it and I thought, uh, well that sounds a lot like it could be a Christian song. So I wrote it down uh, because I don't have any Christian songs on my any stations on my Pandora. And then I did a little research, and it was a Christian song. Uh, so I thought it was secular, and it went,
0: you know, kind of like you. So blue, so the curly, it's the curly locks that got me. <laughs> is is, are they singing to Jesus? There is that the idea, or is it I just w- a
2: Rome, Is this just a love song by a Christian band? I was wondering that. Well, that it, that could be it. That, I mean, we're not sure um, if it's just a love song by a Christian band, but I was thinking, wondering if it was trying to be in the first person of God.
0: Oh, that God is loving us. And so he's safe in our arms? I don't think that would be a good idea to sing about that. Lord, you're safe now. Yeah, then then it would have to switch persons, wouldn't
2: it? Doesn't it say you're you're safe in my arms? So God would say that? Is that what it was? I don't know. I don't even remember. I I blocked out that song already. (laughs) And I'd look it up, but more music would start coming on when I look at the website.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right, so give me another one. All right. I got zero... At eh, eh, eh,
1: zero. <laughs> Here it is. Christian. <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh,
0: I'll tell you later. <laughs> Wait, what did it say? Chasing Roses? Let me live, let me be. Let me live, a let me while, be. Let
1: my eyes. See everything and nothing in their time I do not mind
0: Yeah, yeah, this has got to be a Christian song. I got three reasons why, too.
1: All
2: right, let's hear your three reasons. By the way, before you do that, I looked up the lyrics to Plum, and the, the main line is, uh, but you will be safe in my arm. So it would be consistent if it was in the first person. Uh, oh, I see. So Okay, go on. So uh, why do you think this one is Christian?
0: Well, uh, I can only... So the first is it, it uses electric drums rather than real <laughs> drums. <laughs> so can that's you tell a, the that,
2: difference between electric drums and, and real drums?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, if you're an expert on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. It's kind of muted, kind of... it doesn't have the edge the kind of you know the that a real drum set has The kind of I
2: don't know what you're talking about go on go
0: on then the second reason is it doesn't make any sense (laughs) I mean I have no idea what the guy's talking about the fire burns down the house is burning and the roses are falling and what the I mean it does not even I mean what did you could you make sense of what the world he was talking about oh yeah yeah Mystic, <laughs> and then the third reason is because he sang one word over and over again. Uh huh. Ironic that the word was forever. hmm. Uh-huh. It's right. only—I think it's only Christians that think they can get away
2: with that kind of thing. Okay. This so, is this is by the band Vertical Horizon.
0: Ah. Uh, so that's got to be a Christian band. Secular, what? secular. It is. Yeah. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> Do some research. Those guys go to church though somewhere. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm looking it up right now to verify. Okay, you look it up. They're named Vertical Horizon. That's a totally Christian thing, (laughs) I'm sure. That's a confusion of
2: the two kingdoms. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm looking it up. I don't see anything about this Christian label or anything like that. Save Me From Myself, their first single. Label is RCA, which I don't think is a Christian label. All right. Okay. So, o oh for two, are you ready for your third entry? Oh man, <laughs> I thought I had that one
0: that's too easy <laughs>
2: uh, that All was right. that was uh sent in to us uh by one of our listeners and as uh, uh as this, this this last one is also sent in to him by our listeners. Here it is. Christian or secular?
0: Um, I haven't decided. I'm a little gunshot.
2: Christian or secular? I don't know. Uh, Maybe does (laughs) not. I like playing this game. We play this game more often.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Christian. Wait, wait, wait. Secular. Why do you say that? Cause it has the kind of ding, 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 ding that the show, that the mo- that the song Fireflies have. And
2: that's it. Like, Owl City one. is the same, the same artist. So you got it. This is secular.
0: Oh, finally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's it. That's all the time we have. So thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points
0: have no absolute value, they're completely relative. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's my
2: buzzword.
1: (laughs) You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, TableTalkRadio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.